0: Episode 7 of my brand new podcast, is All Talk, Teaching, Training, Talking Jesus. Welcome! My name is Ivory Yarbrough, your host, and each week I encourage and equip you through the study of scripture and through sharing inspirational interviews with spiritual and influential leaders how to come to know and love Jesus Christ. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's talk Jesus. playwright Francis Belmont says, faith without works is like a bird without wings. Though she may hop with her companions of earth, she will never fly with them to the heaven. Actor Denzel Washington says, the Bible says faith without works is nothing. So destiny is great. Faith is great. Faith is great, but you still have to work at it. I don't just sit at home and wait for it all to unfold. Charles Spurgeon says, Faith and works are bound up in the same bundle. He that is without faith is without works, and he that is without works is without faith. James is all about faith, but faith without works is dead. Today's episode on the book of James, James deals with three types of faith, phony faith, demonic faith, I know, that sounds strange, right? And true saving faith. So, which one do you have? If you are enjoying the information in this episode, please share this with a friend you think would be encouraged as well. We're all about spreading inspiration and equipping as many people as possible. If this is your first time here, welcome. Please subscribe here and anywhere you are listening. And at the end, please leave us a rating or review on the parts you enjoyed the most about this episode. Back to It's All Talk, teaching, training, talking Jesus. Last time, James warned us about favoritism. He also explained God's world law, love your neighbor as yourself, why partiality is a sin, and how mercy triumphs over judgment. This was in episode five. Please check it out if you missed it. Today in episode seven, we continue with the second half of James chapter two, 14 through 26. James is focusing on faith, not just faith, but true saving faith, which is accompanied by works. Most of you are familiar with James two twenty-six: faith without works is dead. And that is the point James is making in this lesson. Faith is a key element in the Christian life. We are all sinners saved by grace through faith. The author of Hebrews says in Hebrews eleven six, 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Paul puts it very plain in Romans 14, 23, everything that does not come from faith is sin. James is here to discuss the relationship between faith and works. You may be asking, is it necessary to do good works to be saved? Or how can someone know whether or not she is exercising real saving faith? Through James' description of three types of faith, we will be able to answer these fascinating questions coming right up. Keep it locked here. We encourage and equip you each week to come to know and love Jesus Christ. I feel very happy and it gives me very energetic. It gives people a starting point to talk about. Come continue the conversation with us. It's all talk. Teaching, training, talking Jesus. Talking Jesus. The first faith James addresses is phony faith, which is deceiving and misleading faith. James says in chapter 2, verses 14 through 17, My dear brothers and sisters, what good is it if someone claims to have faith but demonstrates no good works to prove it? How could this kind of faith save anyone? For example, if a brother or sister in the faith is poorly clothed and hungry and you leave them saying, goodbye, I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat, but you don't provide them with a coat or even a cup of soup, what good is your faith? So then faith that doesn't involve action is phony. Passion translation. James is saying in very plain terms, faith that is mere talk with no action is phony. Some people love to talk great faith, but when you look at their actions, you don't see that faith demonstrated with activities of good works. Even Jesus warned about pretenders. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter into heaven's kingdom. It is only those who persist in doing the will of my heavenly father. Matthew 7 21. James then gives a classic example of people with phony faith. He says, if you see someone cold needing proper clothing or someone hungry needing food and you say goodbye, stay warm and have plenty of food without providing for their needs is not saving faith at all. In fact, you are deceiving yourself. When Jesus was foretelling the judgment of the multitudes in Matthew 25, 34 through 46, he says, The king will turn to those on the right. You have a special place in my father's heart. Come, experience the full inheritance of the kingdom realm that has been destined for you from before the foundation of the world. For when you saw me hungry, you fed me. When you found me thirsty, you gave me drink. When I had no place to stay, you invited me in. And when I was poorly clothed, you covered me. When I was sick, you tenderly cared for me. And when I was in prison, you visited me. Then the godly will answer him, Lord, When did we see you hungry or thirsty and give you food or something to drink? When did we see you with no place to stay and invited you in? When did we see you poorly clothed and covered you? And when did we see you sick and tenderly cared for you or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Don't you know when you cared for one of the least of these, my little ones, my true brothers and sisters, you demonstrated love for me. You see that faith and actions are saving faith. Their actions of faith cause them to have a special place in the father's heart. In fact, if you have saving faith, actions should come automatically. When we return, we will see why James mentions demons alongside faith. Don't go away. Join the discussion, click to subscribe, and come back for more spiritual inspiration. It's All Talk with Ivory Yarbrough. Now James turns to another type of faith and uses a strange and shocking example to illustrate this kind of non-faith. He uses demons. You wouldn't normally compare a Christian belief with the belief of demons, but James does. In James 2, 18 and 19, it reads, But someone might object and say, One person has faith and another person has works. Go ahead then and prove to me that you have faith without works and I will show you faith by my works as proof that I believe. You can believe all you want that there is one true God. That's wonderful. But even the demons know this and tremble with fear before him, yet they're unchanged. They remain demons. James is comparing two people, one with faith and another with faith and works. James also issues a challenge. Go ahead then and prove to me that you have faith without works. And I will show you my faith by my works as proof that I believe. Verse 18. Again, to talk faith and show faith are two different things. Then James takes an interesting turn. He says, You can believe that there is one true God, because even demons believe that. Demons are not atheists nor agnostics. They believe that God is the only true God. They also believe in the deity of Christ. Not only do demons believe, they also tremble with fear, which is an emotional response to God. However, it is not a saving experience to believe and tremble. A person can know about God in their intellect and have a stirring emotional experience in their heart, but still be lost. The key is in verse 219 that says demons believe and tremble, but they remain unchanged. You can believe and tremble, but if you remain unchanged in your actions, you are in the same category James puts the demons, lost. True saving faith involves something that can be seen and recognized, a changed life. Paul says in Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Let me make this clear. The Bible does say, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of work, lest any man should boast. So we don't work to be saved. Salvation is a free gift that Jesus died and rose to give everyone who will believe on him. What James is talking about is once we are saved and trusting in Jesus as our Lord, we receive new life and our actions should reveal to God and others the faith we now have through grace. After this short break, James explains true saving grace. Stay right where you are. We'll be back. Join us as we learn, grow, and talk Jesus drastically changed my life. It's All Talk, teaching, training, talking Jesus. James has led us through phony faith, demonic faith, and lastly, he describes faith that is real, full of power and results in a completely changed life. James says, O feeble sons of Adam, do you need further evidence that faith divorced from good works is phony? Wasn't our ancestor Abraham righteous before God because of his work when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? Can't you see how his action cooperated with his faith and by his action, faith found its full expression? So in this way, the scripture was fulfilled because Abraham believed God, his faith was exchanged for God's righteousness. So he became known as a lover of God. So now it's clear that a person is seen as righteous in God's eyes, not merely by faith alone, but by his works. And the same is true of the prostitute Rahab, who was found righteous in God's eyes by her works. For she received the spies into her home and helped them escape from the city by another route. For just as a human body would... Without the spirit is a dead corpse. So faith without the expression of good works is dead. Going back to James 1, 18, 18 reads, He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we out of all creation became his prized possession. 21, humbly accept the word God has planted in your heart for it has the power to save your soul. True faith begins with the word of God. And true saving faith includes being willing and obedient to the Word for a lifetime, which results in good deeds. True saving faith involves more than just intellect and emotions. True saving faith involves your will. James used two examples to exemplify this, Abraham and Rahab. Now, these two examples couldn't be more different. Abraham was a godly man and a friend of God who received God's Word. God said to Abraham in Genesis 15, 5 and 6, So shall thy seed be. And Abraham believed in the Lord. And the Lord counted it to him for righteousness. Because he believed God's word, God put righteousness on Abraham's account as a gift from God. Abraham showed his faith by his willingness to sacrifice his son Isaac. Rahab's story is a little different. Rahab was a Gentile and a sinful woman who believed God. In Joshua 2, 9 and 11, Rahab said to the Israelite spies, I know that the Lord has given you this land for the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. She confesses belief in God and she proves her faith by her willingness to hide the Israelite spies and provide them with an alternate route to escape the men of Jericho hunting them. Because of her faith and actions, the author of Hebrews mentions her in the Great Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. You must be willing and obedient to have true saving faith. Remember, true saving faith is revealed through actions. Paul says, examine yourselves whether ye be in faith. Prove your own selves. 2 Corinthians 13 5. Satan is a deceiver. Don't let him deceive you through counterfeit faith. Be a doer, real faith. Until next time. Thank you for listening to It's All Talk. Teaching, training, talking Jesus. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe anywhere and until next time, take care.